I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Tuesday, August 23rd. I hope you're having a good day and a beautiful day outside. The sun is shining and the beautiful weather. I thank the Lord for it. It's hard to believe that August is flying by. Here we are about a week away from September, but I hope you're having a good day. We welcome you. Those that are listening on the radio today, thank you for joining us. 95.9 FM, those on the radio app and those on our podcast, we welcome you. And then those that are watching today on Facebook, And those that are watching on YouTube, thank you for joining us today. And uh, as always, we love to hear your feedback. Uh, The number you can call or text is 252-308-4600, 252-308-4600. Or if you're watching uh, on Facebook or even after the fact, if you're not watching live but you're watching later, if you'll uh, put a comment on there, we'd love to hear from you. And I hope you're having a great day. God is so good. And uh, we want to thank Him and praise Him for His goodness uh, in all of our lives. Happy birthday today to Mike Dixon. Uh, Happy birthday today to Lisa Price. And then a happy anniversary to Edmund and Cheryl Dixon. Hope you have a wonderful day. And uh, God bless you folks uh, on this day. Uh, Let's be in prayer for our church. Let's pray for the service tomorrow night, Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night we have our prayer meeting and Bible study, we uh, tomorrow night be the teens on target. Master clubs are back in session, and that'd be a wonderful time. But you know, sometimes I think we take the attitude of, well, I only need church once a week. I only need it on Sundays. Well, and 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 by the way, if you come on Sundays and that's all you come, I'm glad you come. But uh, I'd encourage you to come back Sunday night. We have wonderful services, and I think they'll be a blessing to you. I've never met a Christian who said, you know, I I think I had a little too much church. I just, boy, it was an overdose, you know, overdose of preaching and and teaching and praising God and and serving God. Boy, I just, I overdid it. I've never met someone like that. Uh, But I have met some people that said at the end of their life, you know, I wish I'd done more. I wish I'd served God more. And I know when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ someday, I think we all uh, I think deep down, I think we'll, we'll say, I, I wish I'd given him more. There'll be no regrets that you did serve God, but I think there will be regrets that we did not serve God uh, like we should have. And so Sunday morning, I hope you come Sunday night for our services. And then Wednesday night, uh, don't miss Wednesday night service. If your church has a Wednesday night service, now, I know of a few churches that have it on a different night. I know some churches do like a Thursday night, but whatever that service time is, uh, the Bible doesn't say your, your midweek service has to be Wednesday. Uh, the Bible says actually in the book of Acts that they were in the church daily uh, and uh, in preaching and teaching and house to house. And boy, they were going after it every day. Uh, why? Because that's what we need as Christians. Uh, we need the Word of God. It is our food. We need prayer. Uh, it is our, our oxygen. It is our communication with God. And we need to be around believers. You have to have the fellowship with God's people. And you say, well, I really don't need it. You know, whatever. Well, maybe you don't think you need it. I think you do. 
but I know others need it. And you can encourage others, you can sharpen others, you can help others. And the Bible says, exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. Hope you plan to be here uh, for church tomorrow night and then Sunday. We're looking forward to another great day on Sunday and hope you be much in prayer for that. Let's pray for our school. Uh, We've had a good start to our second week at Victory Christian Academy. Uh, Other schools have started back yesterday and today. And then I think the last ones will start next Monday, the 29th. But let's be in prayer for all of our students and all of our teachers Pray for our college students as they're uh, going, uh, some brand new students, some returning students. Uh, Let's be in prayer for all of them. And let's pray for our missionaries. I thank the Lord for all of our missionaries. I was talking to Miss Odell this morning. She's working on our missionary boards in the hallway. And uh, what a blessing. We've got that entire hallway is just filled uh, with missionaries, not only that we you know, have their prayer card and we mention their name, you know, every you know one week out of the year, whatever, but missionaries that we support every month. We send uh, a check. I think it's hundred and twenty-five dollars a month, and then we send an extra check in December. Uh, so two checks in December for Christmas. Uh, but why do we do that? Well, we're trying to get the gospel out to uh, the entire world, not just Roanoke Rapids. Not just Halifax County, not just the Roanoke Valley, uh, but we're trying to get the gospel out around the world. And so hope you'll be in prayer for our missionaries. Here's a great song before we get into our Bible study. We'll be in Psalm 133 if you want to get your Bibles ready. I love this song. But here's a great song. I can't even walk by the Apusan Trio. I hope you enjoy this song. And then right after this song, we'll get into the Word of God. surely be me. I thought I could be what I wanted to be. I thought I could build on life's sinking sand. But Lord, I can't There's no way I could stand 
Amen for that. What a great song. And that is so true. Of course, we're, we're talking about uh, spiritually. Uh, you, you can't walk through life. And, and I can't walk through life. We cannot walk uh, the Christian walk. We can't walk through the Christian life without the hand of God hanging on to us. Uh, my wife and I, we, we crack up. Of course, you know, when children are very little, they really do need somebody to hold their hand just so they don't trip or they don't fall or whatever. Well, I won't, well, maybe I will name them. I wasn't going to name them, but we've got a few of our girls that I'm telling you, they, it doesn't matter how old they are, they can't walk, you know. Uh, I think we call that being clumsy uh, or accident prone. Uh, you know, we've got some, we've got some children that they can uh, trip over invisible wire, you know what I mean? And uh, we used to laugh, uh, Chloe, now Chloe is, Chloe is six and uh, she's, she's sweet. She's doing much better now. But there was a time not that long ago where we would, we would literally, we'd be watching and she'd be coming across the hall, you know, coming down the hall or coming across the room and she would wipe out. And of course, your initial reaction is, what happened? Are you okay? And then we start thinking, what did happen? Uh, was there something on the floor we didn't see? Did she trip? Did she? And we're looking and we're thinking, there's nothing there. And she wasn't running. She wasn't, you know, it was just in la-la land, I guess. But anyway, so I know some Christians that are in la-la land. I know some Christians. And by the way, I've been there and so have you, where we, we, we make mistakes, we stumble, we fall. But aren't you glad that we can have the hand of God holding us and helping us every day? Uh, hang on to the hand of God. Hold on tight. Trust Him and walk with Him. That's why we need to get in the Bible every day. That's why we need to get on our knees in prayer every day. Because we cannot walk without God holding our hand. And I hope we have a good, uh, close, right relationship with our Heavenly Father. Hang on tight. Uh, hold to God's unchanging hand. Praise the Lord. Psalm 133 in your Bibles. We're in a new psalm. Uh, I hope this will be a help and a blessing to you. We'll look at verse 1 today. Behold, how good and how pleasant. Ooh, that's something I want to know about. This is, it's not just good, it is, it's, it's very good. Wow, uh, the, the, the exclamation there is, how good. It's, it's not just good, it's real good. How good and how pleasant it is. Well, what's good and what's pleasant? That's what I want in my life. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell 
together in unity. Wow, we're talking about unity today. Can I tell you, most of us, we're not in favor of unity because we don't want anybody else to have their way. We want to have our way. And you either, you know, you get on board or leave me alone or whatever. But can I tell you, unity is so important in every area of life. Unity is so important in a marriage. By the way, that's what a marriage is. It is a union. Uh, It is what God has united. Let not man divide asunder. Uh, We must have unity in a marriage. Unity in a marriage is not the husband telling the wife, this is what you're going to do whether you like it or not because we're going to be a team. No, 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 no. That's not a team. That's a dictatorship, right? Uh, That's not a union. Um, That is ridiculous. It's also not a wife saying, I don't care what my husband says. I don't care what he thinks. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And if he doesn't like it, well, that's his problem. No, no, no. That's not unity. Unity is when we come together. Unity is when we get on the same page. Unity is not one person determining the other person is going to be with them, but it is one person saying, I want to be with them. And the other person saying, I want to be with them and I want to work together. And I want this to be a union that is real, a union that is genuine, a union that is right. There must be unity in a marriage. Uh, We refer to marriage as a sacred union because it is God putting a man and a woman together and that's what we uh, refer to as marriage. There must be unity in a marriage. There must be unity in a family. It can't be the parents against the children. (laughs) It can't be the siblings against each other. Uh, It can't be the mom and the daughter against the dad and the other daughter. That's not unity. There must be unity in a family. There must be unity in a nation. Uh, You remember back after 9-11, you'd see a lot, united we stand, divided we fall. Well, that is a Bible principle. You see, a nation that is divided against itself cannot stand. Uh, You have to have unity. If you don't have unity and you are divided, you will fall, you will fail, you will be destroyed. There must be unity in a marriage. There must be unity in a family. There must be unity in a nation. There must be unity in a business. You know, for a business to be successful, you've got to get on board. You've got to be on the same team. Uh, You can't have, well, the manager is fighting against the assistant manager, or the manager is fighting against the owner, or, you know, uh, the owner's fighting against the board. No, there's got to be unity. And you say, well, I I don't get along with my boss, or I don't get along with my coworkers, or, well, if you can't get along with them, I'd find a place where you could get along. Because that business is not going to succeed if there's division within the the leadership, within the, the, the employees of that business. How about this? There must be unity on a sports team. I remember I was, I've talked to my girls. My girls are so excited. They're, they're in sixth grade, and they're getting to play this year on the junior varsity volleyball team. They're so, they're so fired up. They're so pumped up. The first game, they're probably just going to be so nervous. They're not going to know what to do. They may not even go on the court. You know, I don't know. We'll see. I hope. I hope it'll work out, and I think they'll be okay. But 
but I was telling my girls the other day, I was telling about some of my, uh, my um, experiences in Little League. And uh, I, I, I played Little League Baseball, of course, even before Little League Baseball. I know you're going to be so impressed by this, but I played T-ball. You know, I mean, I was pretty good at T-ball. Let me tell you, I had a pretty high batting average there. And uh, I played T-ball. I played soccer. Uh, I played um, basketball uh, in elementary and junior high and high school. And, and I loved it. It was great. Uh, but, you know, as I think back on some of those you say, what about, your, what about your career beyond high school? Well, I don't want to brag and tell you about my NBA and NFL and Major League Baseball career, so I won't get into that. And in case you're listening on the radio and you're wondering, what is this guy talking about? I'm kidding. I, did, I never played past high school for a good reason. I wasn't good enough. But I remember those experiences. And you know what was always sad? It was always sad if you had a person on the team that they wanted it to be all about them. I remember, I remember one particular game. I remember we had a team, and this was in elementary, and we played against another team, and boy, they had a superstar. This guy was unbelievable. This guy was incredible, and we beat that team. And I remember afterwards, I remember going back to school when I was talking to one of our teachers. He was a high school coach, and I remember talking to him, and I said, I can't believe, I can't believe we beat that team because they had this star player MVP. I mean, he was the leading scorer and all that. And that coach said this. He said, well, Jeremy, he said, a great team is always going to beat a great individual. And he said, I feel like you guys played together. I feel like you worked together. I felt like that you, you, know, you, you had uh, good teamwork. And he said, and that is always going to beat uh, an individual who is great, a great team. And you've got to have unity. Well, we didn't get very far today, but I want to talk tomorrow about unity in a church. Now, we could take a lot of time to talk about the family and business and the, our country and how we need to be united and, and sports and all that. But I want to talk about unity in the church. Verse 1 says this, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. You know, if you're going to have a church that's good and pleasant, if you're going to have a ministry that is good and pleasant, if you're going to have a life that is good and pleasant, we're going to have to dwell together in unity. We'll talk about that tomorrow. I hope you have a good day today. Thanks for tuning in and may God bless you. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend? a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a co-worker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.